my brothers and sisters in the Lord, today the church celebrates the solemnity, the feast day of the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And this is a very important feast day, my friends, because the church holds up for us the Holy Family as an exemplar, as a model, as a guide for us to live out our own family life. Because many of the problems, much of the problems and um, situations that we face in the world today, much of the chaos that we face in the world today has to do with the breakdown of the family. And because of the breakdown of the family, the repercussions can be seen all throughout society and throughout generations. And so the Holy Family becomes our God, our model. And it's important for us to remember, my brothers and sisters, that even with the Holy Family, they had their challenges. We hear about it in the gospel today. They have their challenges, they have their problems, but the virtues of family life that they hold up becomes an example for all of us. Because each of us in our own families have our challenges. Things change. For those of you who are parents, things probably changed when you had your first child, and they looked a little different when you had your second child, and even your third child and on. A friend of mine sent me this. I thought it was apropos. For example, if you are a mom, your clothes change. With the first baby, you begin wearing maternity clothes as soon as your gynecologist confirms you're pregnant. With your second baby, you wear your regular clothes as long as possible. With your third baby, your maternity clothes are your regular clothes. Things change. Your attitude towards going out changes. With your first baby, the first time you leave them with a babysitter, him or her, you call home five times to check and see how the little one is doing. With the second baby, you just walk out the door and you remember to stick your number on the fridge. By the third child, you tell the babysitter, only call if you see blood. Things change. One more. Your attitude towards being with your child even changes. With your first baby, you spend a good bit of your day just gazing at the baby. With your second child, you spend a bit of every day watching to be sure that the older child isn't squeezing, poking, or hitting the baby. And with your third baby, you spend a portion of each day hiding from all of your children. <laughs> the challenges of family life. <coughs> We see the challenge today in the gospel when Jesus gets lost in the temple. Any of you ever lost one of your children, even for a few moments? I remember I got lost one day. Actually, I didn't get lost. I chose to lose myself. I hid under one of those clothes racks, you know, those big clothes racks that was at the Maison Blanche, and I sat there, and it was in the long ladies' dress department, so you couldn't see under. My mother eventually found me, but she wasn't like Mary in the gospel. We were so worried about you. She had some things to say to me. And my mother was a biblical person, so she believed in spare the rod, spoil the child. But you see, my brothers and sisters, family life has challenges, even in the gospel today, as Jesus gets lost in the temple. For three days, they look for him, until finally they do find him. And he says to them, didn't you know I would be in my father's house? 
and even the evangelist writes that Mary and Joseph didn't fully understand. But Jesus went home with them and he was obedient to them, growing in wisdom, age, and grace. You see, my brothers and sisters from the Holy Family, we certainly know that they were a very devout Jewish family. Because in a Jewish family at that time, it was the task or it was the role of the father to teach the faith. The father taught the faith and the father taught the Hebrew scriptures. And Jesus was conversing with these scholars and so Joseph had a role to play in that, in the teaching of Jesus. And certainly, my brothers and sisters, we know that Jesus had this very special relationship with his mother. And we see that all throughout sacred scripture. In fact, when he was on the cross, being crucified, what does he say to St. John? Behold your mother. Behold your son. And St. John took her into his home. So he was even providing for Mary as he was there on Calvary. So a very special relationship. And all of that, my friends, makes up family life and the importance that we give to it. Because one of the important qualities of family life is that a family is always there for one another. A family is always concerned about one another through the mutual bond of love. Because remember, my friends, God in himself is fundamentally relational. One God, three divine persons, held together by a bond of love, the Holy Spirit. So God is fundamentally relational. And so in family life, my friends, as a domestic church, we're called to be fundamentally relational because in a sense, God in his nature is a family. And we're called to replicate the beauty of being fundamentally relational with one another. I mean, I go many times out to eat, whether it's lunch or dinner or somewhere, and I see a family sitting at a table. And there's a mama, and there's a papa, and there's a few kids, or whatever it is. And everybody's on an electronic device. A phone, or an iPad, or this or that. And no one's talking to one another. My brothers and sisters, that's not family life. Or sometimes things are so hectic today that you've got people going this way and people going that way and this one's going to soccer and this one's going to dance and we don't even have a meal together. The importance that we give to family because the breakdown of culture, the breakdown of society is very closely tied to the breakdown of faith and the breakdown of family life. And that's why this feast day is so important as we contemplate these great virtues of family life? Are we held together in the bond of charity? Do we have that closeness with one another? And are we receptive to the needs of the other in our family? Are we receptive to those needs? Mary and Joseph were receptive to the needs of Jesus. And Jesus, in return, was obedient to them as we hear in the end of scripture. They didn't fully understand why he was in his father's house, but Jesus returned to Nazareth and was obedient to them. You see, there's a role there between parents and children. Children called to be obedient. Parents called to be receptive to the needs of the child. And certainly, my friends, if you have a three-month-old, you know the needs of the child because they're screaming. But if you have a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old, they may be screaming inside, but you may not hear the external. And so if there's no closeness, if there's no bond, 
and things begin to break apart. In many ways, I use the example of a juggler. And a juggler, as you know, has all these different balls that they're juggling. And certainly, my friends, we can use that in our life that we're juggling all sorts of things. Our faith, our family, our friendship, our work, our integrity, all sorts of things that we're juggling. Now, praise God, some of those balls are rubber balls. So if you drop one, it bounces back. For example, our faith. Thank God we have a very merciful God. Because sometimes on the road of life, we drop our faith. And we go the other way. But guess what? God always bounces back. God's always ready to receive us. But there's other balls that if we drop them, it's much more difficult to repair. They're more like glass balls. You drop a glass ball, either it's going to be nicked or it's going to shatter. And so you see, my brothers and sisters, when it comes to family life, when we begin to drop the ball, it's going to cause problems within the family and problems within society. And becomes much, it becomes much more difficult in order to solve, to fix, to bring about healing and reconciliation. And that's why it needs to start each and every day of our lives. That commitment, that closeness, just as Jesus was close to our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph. Even in the midst of their challenges, they were close. And that's how our family should be. Certainly, my friends, my family has challenges. I remember not long ago, I'll be 40 in February, and my mother looked at me and she said, boy, I brought you into this world and I'll take you out. <laughs> but you see, my brothers and sisters, we still have a closeness. Because sometimes people say that to us, a family member, we're all offended. Oh, goodness, goodness, I'm offended. But you see, my brothers and sisters, that's not a closeness. That's all pettiness. And that's what breaks down the family. I was reading yesterday evening. An individual wrote this, and I quote, everything about our modern day dysfunctional society is exactly as the prophet Isaiah said it would be. Children opposing society and behaving arrogantly against their elders, and the people parading their terrible sins with pride. St. Paul prophesies our epidemic selfishness, preoccupation with material things, disobedient children, loss of natural familial affection, and other rampant problems. Christ himself in St. Luke's Gospel foretold that just before his return to this earth in power and glory, our sophisticated, ultra-modern, anti-God society would revert back to the way it was in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, my brothers and sisters, the family is the building block of society. It is the domestic church. And we're called to live out family life in the bond of love. That, my friends, is the challenge, but it's also the good news.